Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hit a home run and get pre-approved for your next refinance or home purchase at thehomeloanexpert.com. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome into Scoops with DannyMac.com and my podcast with Kyle Peterson. We're coming to you from the Lou Fuse Automotive Studios, 14 brands, 10 locations, and even if you are confined at home, don't forget, shop online at fuse.com. Well, we were hoping to have opening day in Cincinnati this afternoon. That is not the case, clearly, and there's a delay to the Major League season. However, there's a trickle-down effect with the delay of all sports as it pertains to baseball in college junior colleges, Division II, NAIA, the draft, high school kids. Kyle Peterson is tremendous at what he does, one of the best analysts in sports, and we'll dive into what it may mean for the college athlete, in particular, the college baseball player. Times like these, you need to support those that support us and those that are hometown restaurants, bars, those kind of things, and make sure and take advantage of their curbside service and that's what they have at hotshot sports bar and grill you can order food online doordash service curbside pickup stations are being staffed by the servers and bartenders from hotshots in hopes that their customers and their generous regulars can help supplement some of their income until things come back to normal customers can call any hotshots location you place a curbside pickup order and their kitchens will have it hot safe and ready within about 15 to 20 minutes. A member of their team will safely load the order into your vehicle and assist in safely processing payment if it is not be uh, to be made over the phone. So their full menu right now is available during this time. They're selling package beer as well. Curbside and delivery services are open daily from 11 a.m. until 9 p.m. And uh, all phone numbers and their full menu can be found at hotshotsnet.com, hotshotsnet.com. Please support them, Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill. So we will visit with Kyle Peterson. We'll talk about the impact of what's happening in the college game when we come back on ScoopsWithDannyMac.com. This is Cardinals broadcaster and Schnooks shopper Dan McLaughlin. Schnooks would like to thank everyone during this difficult time. That includes those that are working in the stores. As you can imagine during this time, Schnooks employees are putting in long hours around the clock to best serve our community. So the next time you're in Schnooks, tell them thanks and that you appreciate them. Let them know how much we appreciate their efforts because we will all get through this together. Well, we all wait for baseball. There's no doubt about that. But this has been a a situation that has a trickle-down effect into the collegiate game and amateur sports and spring sports in particular and college baseball and the best analyst in baseball, in my mind, Kyle Peterson, who pitched at Stanford, I had the privilege to work with Kyle at ESPN. He is a lead college baseball analyst. He was a top draft choice many years ago and now is calling games for ESPN, Little League World Series, multiple different platforms. Uh, Kyle, always good to visit with you. How are things? Hi, bud. Uh, well, <laughs> we're in a little bit different world than we were a few weeks ago, and 
and I know you and many others are wishing they're calling games today on opening day, but um, we deal with what we can deal with. So I, I, at any rate, it's good to talk to you, albeit the circumstances are a little strange. They certainly are. Um, how does this affect the college game? Just a broad brush question, but how does this affect what's going on with the college game? Well, I think the short answer is we don't know yet. <clears throat> now, we may know uh, in the next day or two or hopefully by Monday. So we're still waiting to hear what MLB does with the draft. If you if you believe and, and read the reports that came out today, it sounds like they have uh, advanced significantly as far as what they'll do with the draft this year and next year. I think the biggest thing from a collegiate standpoint is they need an answer there because you've got all these kids that try to determine whether or not Everybody gets an extra year of eligibility. Is it just the seniors? Is it nobody? But you have to know what the draft process is going to look like before you can, I think, make a well-informed decision on that. So hopefully there's clarity on that in the next few days from MLB. As of now, there's a tentative vote scheduled for next Monday to make a decision as to eligibility requirements. Will kids be allowed to transfer? Are there more scholarships? How big are the rosters next year? But Really, all of that is is dependent upon the draft, and it sounds like we're closer to getting an answer there. Do we have to have a system, in your opinion, that funnels maybe some of the kids out? Um, in, in a good way is what I mean here, too, in that the the fact is that many of these kids were going to get drafted, and you have an incoming freshman class, and it lightens the load a little bit. Do you think that's a fair statement? It's a massive statement. I mean, that's the way the system works, right? So... I mean, college baseball lives in, in its own world when it comes to, to amateur athletics because, you know, when, when you look at college football and a coach is trying to set his, his roster for the fall, you already know which guys aren't going to be there. If they, if they declare for the draft, they're gone. Same thing for the NBA. If you declare for draft and go into the draft, you're gone. It's not the way it works in baseball. And so the way that it's been in the past is the draft happens in June. There's a signing date sometimes in July. And then ultimately colleges around the country have from the middle of July until whenever classes start to decide exactly, okay, how much scholarship money do I have left? Who signed that I didn't think was going to sign? Vice versa, who didn't sign that I thought was going to sign? And let's put everything together. The biggest unknown this year is when is that date or is there a date? It sounds like there will be. And then how much flexibility do I have on a one or a two year basis as opposed to what the rules were coming in? So it's just a, College baseball is a different environment than college football and college basketball in dealing with your rosters because there's so much fluidity really until the middle of the summer as to which guys are actually going to show up on campus and which aren't. Yeah, and it also trickles down to what you think about high school kids too. I mean, you think about it, if you're a college coach and you're at an SEC school and you're getting some of the top high school kids in the country – Will or will they not be drafted? I mean, that, that's got to fall into this, too, to give you some clarity moving forward, I would imagine, as well. It's massive. Every year it is because, you, you know, by and large, you have to assume, especially at the top programs, that, that your recruiting class when you sign them is going to look different than your recruiting class when they step onto campus. Because ultimately, you're going to take some chances on some kids that may be drafted at a point that they're going to sign out of high school. If you don't have a draft, what do those high school kids do now? the top high school kids probably either go junior college or nothing at all and wait for the draft the following year. So you don't have to go to college for three years in order to get to that point. But again, I mean, listen, man, it's what we're dealing with in our world right now. It's the uncertainty that everybody gets uncomfortable with. And if you don't know, ultimately, okay, here's the rules. Here's when everybody has to sign by. Here's how much roster flexibility you have. 
Here's how much, if any, additional scholarship money you have for the next year or two. Okay, now we can deal with it. But they just need to understand what they're dealing with. And to be fair, the kids do too. And I, you know, if reports are accurate, and I have every reason to believe that they are, Tony Clark and the Players Association is really fighting for high school and college kids right now, which is a massive deal. Because if you didn't have a draft this year, and everybody, essentially two years of draft goes into one draft pool next year, that's a massive economic difference to a lot of kids. There's no doubt about it. Um, when you look at, uh, let's say you're a parent of a college kid or a high school kid that was going to be, you know, let's just say one through five in rounds. And as you know, things can change if you have a good season or an uptick in your velocity. What do you do if you're a kid right now? Are you are you, are you sending video to scouts and, you know, guys that run drafts? Uh, what, what do you do right now? What are you hearing? I don't know yet. I mean, I think, you know, just based on the fact that everybody is, is still involved in social distancing to some extent, and, and you know, it's not like you can go out and have a, a large-scale combine tomorrow. But I think the biggest difference now, and this, if this had happened even five years ago, is just the availability of, of data and analytics on a very micro basis. So, for instance, I live in Omaha, and there's a there's a guy named, here, named Tom Oldham here that runs a, a great I don't know what you want to call it, I mean, facility, I guess, but he has Repsoto. He has the Edgertronic. He has the things that if you have that data and a scout can see it, that's worth a lot more than a kid just throwing on film, and I can't exactly see what the numbers are going to tell me. And so I think the more of that stuff that is readily available to kids at any age, whether they're in high school or college, and that can get disseminated into, into the scouting ranks, then you actually have something you can go back on and compare – player A to player B, when this year you really don't have many stats to compare them to. So I think it differentiates this year as opposed to if this had happened five, six, seven years ago. You you are doing some of the biggest games in college baseball, meaning then biggest players, best players, guys are going to get drafted. And because of that, you're on the, the circuit of seeing all the scouts. And I know you're very close to many of them. What's their life like right now? What, what do you, when you talk to a scout, what are they saying? Well, the first was, you know, we need to know what we're, what we're dealing with first. No different than, than college coaches. The second is timing. The third is, you know, how different is it going to look from what it was in the past? I think the absolute is it sounds like this year's draft is probably somewhere between five and ten rounds with free agents after that. Next year's draft probably looks different than a normal draft, and that may mean the drafts moving forward look different. So if you're scouting organizations – you know, which you're going to do this anyway. I mean, you're going to always allocate your resources top, towards the top end of the draft because ultimately that gives you the best chance for success. But maybe you have to do it more this year. And you have a secondary group that is looking at those kids that don't go in the drafted component of it and know that you could have a significant year to sign free agents, albeit which from a pro standpoint, this is a benefit to organizations, but at numbers that I think will be very controlled it's where I think you'll, you'll have a ceiling as far as what you can pay guys from a free agent standpoint and potentially a floor. Um, and so it just it, it creates opportunity. I would assume it also creates some uncertainty because you're having to make multi-million dollar decisions in some cases based on not as much data as you usually have. So, you know, if, if you've done a lot of stuff ahead of time and you were comfortable with where you stood just from an information standpoint on March 1st, 
probably going to put you a little bit further out front than others. I wonder if Major League Baseball, if and when that uh, the restrictions in our country are dropped and if there is a draft that is pushed back, I wonder if they would think about putting some of the top players in a showcase game of some sort just to see where, where guys are or if guys were on the fringe and scouts wanted to see them, if they would be available to do that. I, I, I would imagine that's maybe on the table. What do you think? Yeah, I would think it has to be. I mean, whether you take, um, you know, you you take a setup like Cape Cod or the Northwoods League yes. or something that already has an infrastructure in place, and say, you know what, landscape's different, and literally we're going to take the top 250 players in the country, not just those that aren't draft eligible, well, or the top 250 draft eligible players in the country, and send them all out there, because then you have, I mean, you have a glorified combine component to it with some actual games that you can scout in an ideal world. I think you would want that for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks before you really had to make these types of decisions. Um, I'd be floored if something like that doesn't happen. What's the structure? I mean, is it, you know, we're going to do a week long deal at X, wherever it is, or is it, we're going to, you know, allocate 250 guys among eight different teams, whatever the numbers are, we're going to play a three week season. We're going to give scouts the ability to go, you know, work these guys out individually if they want to, and then we're going to have a draft. I don't know what it looks like, but I would be surprised if if there's nothing. I, I think that, that you need something. The second part of that, like we see in the NFL and the NBA, is if you're the top-line guy, if I'm Asa Lacey, left-hander at Texas A&M, mm-hmm. which is going to be in the discussion to go 1-1, why am I going? Exactly. You know? I've, you've you got the book, man. I mean, I'm left-handed. I throw 98. I struck out two guys in inning this year, and – there's not a whole lot that look like me. So you're going to have some of those internal discussions as to what do I gain by going into a situation like that? If you're the back end of the first round guy, if you're the fifth round guy, hell yes, I'm going to go. Because all I can do is ideally help myself from a draft standpoint. But if you're Lacey, Torkelson, uh, Nick Gonzalez, the, the top, top end college guys that are probably going to go top five overall, I'm not quite sure what the benefit is. I also think with baseball, too, in the college game, it's so different where you can find gems at D2, some at D3, maybe yes. NAIA, junior college, certainly. The trickle-out effect of that has not been discussed. It's always been about Division One major programs, and this is different. Yeah. Baseball is way different. I'm sure that's something you've thought about, too. You know, I, I talked to a, um, a scouting director a few weeks ago about this very thing. And his point was, you know, we think that the broader base to your scouting department is right now to, to where they, they've been able to see some of those that you just referenced because there are major league players there. This is where this draft can have the biggest impact on any team, but potentially smaller market teams. Because if you, if you had enough information to where you can get some guys on the free agent market or at the back end of whatever draft this looks like, that otherwise – if you play a full season, more eyes would have seen and they would have gone up a draft a draft pool. That's a huge advantage, man. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think that, I mean, there's the top end guys, there's division one guys that, that yes, I mean, the, the first few rounds are usually going to be littered with those guys, but there's big leaguers all over the place. And if you can find those potential big leaguers in a year like this, the reality is you're probably going to get them later in the draft or as a free agent cost you less money to get them in your system and i'll wrap it up with this uh you talk to coaches across the country just their general reaction to what's happening the unknown all that what what do you what's the general feeling you're hearing from college baseball coaches well i think there was a sense of disbelief that we all had at the beginning 
of do we really need to do this? And now it's it's abundantly clear that we did. Now it's wait and see. And how much flexibility am I going to have, if any, on my rosters? I mean, college rosters are set at 35 guys. The rules right now say that 27 of those 35 have to be on scholarship. And you've got 11.7 scholarships total. So if we're going to give guys an extra year of eligibility, and mind you, you still have high school seniors that enter into college, you got to give them some flexibility. Roster size has to grow a little bit. Scholarship size has to go a little bit. There has to be some, I would say, some easing of, of scholarship limitations. And I'm not against allowing guys to transfer either and make them immediately eligible because I think it could benefit some of the mid-majors, some of those that could get caught up in this thing a little bit to where, you know, if you're going to be the Tuesday starter at name your power five conference, but I can go to a mid-major, I know I'm going to pitch on the weekend every weekend or whatever it may be. I think some some flexibility for the kids at this point wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing either. Yeah, I don't either. I miss hearing your voice, my man. You're the best in baseball. I appreciate your time, and uh, we will get through this. Thanks so much. Buddy, we will, and I look forward to hearing you out there too. Blue Fuse, we are St. Louis. Dan McLaughlin here to tell you about the hometown automotive family I trust the most. The Lou Fuse Automotive Network. And you know they are St. Louis. Lou Fuse has been a part of St. Louis for over seven decades. They're proud to support St. Louis and the surrounding areas with cars, youth, sports, and charitable efforts. 14 brands, 10 locations. Just visit Fuse.com to start shopping today. Lou Fuse, we are St. Louis. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.